Hello, um, my name is Melissa and I am going to be talking about um, myth number four, which is children have acquired a second language once they can speak it. And so as I was reading the myth, um, there are a lot of things that actually do stand out to me. Um, for example, you know, when they say that um, just because students or children, excuse me, um, that are, are school-aged um, cannot, not cannot, I'm sorry, they're not necessarily, uh, because they speak orally the English language, um, does that mean that they understand it um, cognitively? Um, for example, like synonyms, antonyms, nouns, verbs, and all of that, you know, children still need to learn all of that, However, sometimes when we hear students speak and they are using the nouns or the synonyms or antonyms or verbs um, in the correct context, we believe that students are, are able to now understand it when it's written. And that's not necessarily true um, for students. And so we as educators really need to take a step back and actually pay attention to what our students can are actually able to do in and outside of the classroom. Um, you know, again, I've, I have seen st uh, students that will speak and use certain type of language and some of it is, you know, it does, it does make sense. It is, uh, it, it, you know, it, it is syntactic syntax, their syntax is intact. However, um, you know, when they're writing a paper, doesn't all necessarily convey correctly. And so um, we just need to be very careful um, when we're talking to our students and trying to figure out if we do need to exit them from the program that is primarily helping them with those situations. Um, that is helping, you know, um, helping them with how to convey what the, what their thoughts are and what nouns to put and all of that. And not only like the nouns and then antonyms and the synonyms, but even just something as simple as spelling. You know, um, some of our students do not know how to spell and whether they're ESL students or not, it does not matter. Um, however, we do see a lot of our ESL students struggle a lot more than we would those fluently English speakers because they've been exposed to the language and they've been, you know, reading books or seeing books that have that, um, that they can see how, how things are spelled. Um, they don't have such a hard time as our ESL students because they want to spell it how it sounds. So phonetically, they that's what they're trying to put on paper. And that's not always true. Um, for the English language. And so um, I do like this article where it says that, you know, we need to be aware of our students that are that do speak a second language that may be having problems in reading and writing. However, that may not be apparent. Um, it might not be apparent because orally they're perfectly fine. Um, you know, I was myself an ESL learner, and so I know that there were certain things that I knew how to say it orally. However, when I would go down to write it on paper, it didn't make sense to me. And that might be because I was just thinking about 
you know, how I could say it orally and I would be able to go into a whole tangent and explain to my friends or explain to the people that I was talking to what I meant. However, there are things or I'm sorry, not things. There are words that actually mean a whole sentence, you know, and so we just need to be very cautious when we're trying to figure out if our students are actually ready to exit uh, the program that's that's helping them or not. Um, and just because of their their vocabulary and the syntax uh, knowledge that they have may not be there. And so we need to just be very mindful ourselves of not necessarily judging them by how they're speaking orally, um, but also, you know, pay very close attention to their work, um, to their, to their work, um, because that's really what's going to tell you, or even just seeing, you know, having, sitting down with them and having them read you a book and see if they can actually pick out those words, um, or if they can actually read a whole paragraph without, you know, choking, um, on a word. Um, and so we just need to make sure again, that we are not exiting a student and leaving there, therefore leaving a bigger gap that later on, you know, it's going to be harder to fill, um, as opposed to if we catch it on early on. Um, I, I really like these myths, you know, and it, it makes us think about certain things that we haven't thought about in the past or things that we do think about and we just think about them, about them in a certain way. Um, but this, these myths so far have kind of challenged my way of thinking um, about our students and how I as a teacher would approach a situation. Um, but yeah, that's that's my podcast for for myth four.